0: Well, it looks like the Ducks and the Penguins played a game of sorts last night. Was it even really a game hunter?
1: I would say it was a game for at least part of the first period before the Penguins absolutely obliterated them for the next well forty, fifty minutes. I mean this was a six to one game with about six minutes left in the third period. People freaked out about two goals given up, but that's garbage time. So you know No, it, I would say it was not a game, especially when you're out shooting another team twenty four to six in the first period.
0: You think? It was not a game. It was a bloodbath. And Hunter and I are here to talk about it on this edition of Locked on Ducks, Locked on Pens Crossover.
1: you Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Well, how do you like that, Hunter? Oh man! Hi everyone. Welcome to this crossover edition of Locked On Ducks, Locked On Penguins. You know how you could tell it's a crossover because I have two jerseys up there. See, one, two. <laughs> I know Hunter always—he always appreciates that. I'm yes. Jason JD Hernandez, and that is Hunter Hodges.
1: Yes, it is, and uh, that is a beautiful Robo Penguin jersey that you have right next to the Mighty Ducks jersey. Which, yeah, it's perfect.
0: Oh, yeah. So first off, I have to mention that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. All right. So let's just get into this game massacre, whatever word you want to use for this. It is what it is. Hunter, what happened in that first period?
1: The Penguins came out guns a blazing. Um, very nice start. Probably the best start they've had to a game. And, <clears throat> wow, I almost say last few weeks, last month, something like that, they were p- firing everything at John Gibson. And, you know, poor John Gibson, man. He was <laughs> bailing them out as much as he could. He was the only reason that game was not 10-3, to 3, maybe even 11-3 oh. to 3 at the end of it. The fact that he gave up six goals um, is nothing short of a miracle. To be honest, when the Penguins put up 59 shots, Jason, third most shots the Penguins have put up on an opposing goaltender in franchise history. First time they put up at least 59 shots since 1976. The record oh. that they have is 75. Um, where they oh. put up 65, they were one away from tying their second most of all time. Um, but they <clears throat> absolutely took it to the Ducks. They wanted to win this one bad just because they played the LA Kings tonight, 10.30 p.m. start time, yes, and late night hockey is awesome but poj got things started ducks give got a power play goal but after that you know experience Capital scores jeff carter scores you know the asteroid is usually coming when those two score <laughs> in the same game let, let alone when one scores when both of them score i think it's the end of all times here on Earth. i mean but after that, the ducks i will say the ducks had a couple good shifts in the second period outside of that though uh, jason just complete domination from the penguins their best performance, I would say, in the last six to seven weeks.
0: Okay, you want to talk records, Hunter? How about this? John Gibson set the franchise record for most saves in a game with 53. That's the franchise record. That's the most shots the Ducks have ever seen. 59. 59 shots. How the... Hmm. I'm going to be careful here because I don't want to get myself into an R rating here. But how the crap do you give up 59 shots? Well, um, look at the defense that the Ducks have... Had it's questionable at best. Um, Ducks fans, broken record time. The Ducks once again gave up forty shots on goal. The Ducks once again gave up forty plus shots on goal. They've given up forty plus shots in half their games. Half their games, Hunter. They're averaging, averaging thirty nine shots allowed per game. That's on average, Hunter. I'm used that's, to that's this.
1: Not, I mean, that's just bad. I mean, the Penguins had over forty shots, Jason. By the end of the second period. I, I, I'm serious. I think it was, I think I know, it was about I know. 40 to 42 at the end of the second. And they still put up 17 more in the third period because they just, they didn't let up. And, and a lot of times the Penguins, they'll go in like these, these phases, you know. Yep. Sorry. I have,
0: I have the number here. It was 40. Th- oh God. It, I need, I need a lozenge. 43 to 18 was the I was shots close. on goal. That was close. Ugh that's disgusting and
1: they have some of these phases the penguins where they'll play good for 20 minutes and then they'll ease up and they'll play good again for 10 minutes and then they'll ease up not in this game the ducks got had a little bit of life early on the second period where they pushed back but even when this game was over in the third period 4-1-5-1-6-1 penguins kept kept coming yeah the ducks got a couple garbage time goals okay whatever but even after they got both of those goals penguins still kept coming they were trying to get Goal number seven. Heck, they were trying to get sixty shots for only the second time in franchise history. They, stop, they this, stop this game. <laughs> no, it's
0: it's a painful number.
1: It is. It, it is. It is painful, especially if if you watch the Ducks a lot and you root for the Ducks. You know, I do think they want to make a statement in this game. I'm not trying to go so far because again, <clears throat> they beat the Ducks. This is what you should be doing to a bottom feeder. You should not be having to tie the game against the Ducks like they did two weeks ago with less than 20 seconds left, and then getting lucky when Trevor Zegras did not pass on a breakaway in overtime. So, you know, they needed to win this one. I said coming into it, four out of six points on this trip before going to the island next Friday would be good enough. We'll have an opportunity to get um, points three and four tonight against the Kings, but if you, if you don't, you still have the game on Tuesday against the Sharks to do that. But you have a couple bottom feeders on this road trip. They accomplished the first one here by... Beating the Ducks and getting two crucial points.
0: Thanks for that reminder, Hunter. (laughs) Thanks for reminding me how that game ended. I mean, we'll talk...
1: It's a lot closer than this one, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) Did you know, by the way, the Ducks are tied with the lead league in something good? They're tied for the most overtime wins in the NHL. 10 with Carolina.
1: So the Ducks
0: have seven regulation wins
1: in 50 games. Yes. Don't know how that's possible, but that's that's bad.
0: The NHL NHL record is eight. They still haven't hit eight yet. They could still lose the rest of their games, and they would have the NHL record for fewest regulation wins in a season. Hell, they could tie that right now still. That's sad. That's really sad.
1: That's very, very bad. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, Pio Joseph gets two. The depth scoring comes through, which is nice. The, you know, for once, the top six didn't have to carry them to a win, but they still got a goal against. Yep. I'm, I'm going to quote. Sports. I'm
0: going to quote you right now. Jeff Carter scored for the first time since NOM.
1: <laughs> or I could. I could also. I was listening to um, Dan Kovacevic with him and Danny Shirey, and he said he did something for the first time since the eighth grade picnic. So I'll quote him there as well that's also a good one too so you want to say 8th grade picnic you want to say nom you know first time since you know some you know since whatever you know it's I'm glad he did something well but the funny thing is every penguin player was above water in terms of scoring chances shot attempts high chances except Jeff Carter and he scored (laughs) and you outshot the ducks 59 28 how is that possible why are you still a drag on your line it needs to be fixed. But he still scored, so I'm not gonna go at him too much.
0: Um, he looked good because of the ducks' lack of defense. That's really why. And, and he also one of the
1: ducks every time they play.
0: Yeah, I, I know that. The Ducks fans hate Jeff Carter going back to 2012, especially, especially going back to 2014, during that seven game series, they don't like him for that reason. Oh, all right. Um, Hey Hunter, we have to head to the first intermission, but we have a bit more to talk about. I have my little list right here, because I'm Post-it note guy. Um, We're going to talk a slight bit of Zegris, and I'm also going to talk a little bit about why the Ducks are that much worse without their All-Star. And I guess we'll talk trade stuff later, right? Because tis the season to be trading. fa la 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 Anyway... Um, we'll get to that on the other side. But first, we're really excited. Well, Hunter and I are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. That is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. Why is that? Because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel right now on your mobile device so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet between the Chiefs and the Eagles. <laughs> See, that was that was for you, buddy. So, between the Chiefs and the Eagles, you'll get up to 3000 bucks back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So you could bet on anything on that game, including the Anthem and also the Coin Toss. Who bets on the Coin Toss, Hunter? Come on. <laughs> I mean, who, who wants to bet on that, right?
1: I'm not, no, I'm not going to bet with the coin toss. Now i am been saying on my show, I like the Eagles money line. I think they're going to win. I think they're the more complete team. I like for player props, give me Jalen hurts, maybe over 200 plus passing yards. Patrick Mahomes, if there's something for him there, if he, for passing yard prop, I like that too, because I think he's going to have a really good game. But in the end, I like the Eagles to come away with this one. Um, and hopefully for my advice, you're able to win some money.
0: Oh yeah. Who, who doesn't love winning money, right? So, join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and please gamble responsibly. You know what, Hunter? I'm going to make a sad joke, like a self-joke here. Would it be funny if there was... A line up on FanDuel for every game. Will the Ducks give up 40 plus shots in this game? Yes or no?
1: <laughs> Biggest free money you've probably ever gotten in your life.
0: It's a it's a 50-50. It's like literally half the games this season. They've given up 40 plus. Oh, that would be a funny money line.
1: I was still I was waiting because the Ducks scored, I think they scored six total, total goals against the Penguins this for those two games, none of which were scored by Frank Petrona, who I kept saying easy anytime goal scorer go on to fan make a prop a prop bet nope he decided to go against me so i probably cost maybe a few people some money on that because he always scores against Penguins, except when he's with the ducks apparently
0: Ah, thanks hunter <laughs> thanks for that <laughs> all right so we kind of have to talk about this because everyone's talking about this for whatever reason i don't know why um trevor's egress um I'll get your first thought on that. What was your whole takeaway on what Trevor Zegras may have done?
1: It was weird. It looked like it was, it was offside play. It looked like he tried to fire the puck down in frustration. And I think he whiffed on it
0: from what I he saw. He did. He whiffed on it.
1: And Sid saw it. And just because he's an old man, a.k.a. Boomer now, 35 years old, he just goes over there, gives him a nice little bump saying, like, dude, really? Don't be such a punk. He's dumb 21 year old or whatever he's probably thinking in his head and it just you know led to a couple of teammates you know going after Sid and then Zegra started barking at him and then Sid barked at him back um he, you know he's probably just saying like hey stop being a dumb young kid whatever you know it's it's weird because Sid doesn't you know he doesn't usually do that stuff now right he's
0: I was I was gonna say that like this is not like Sid all that much
1: <laughs> no he doesn't get frustrated like that on the ice anymore. I mean, like you know, when he was sitting the kid, you know, he would you know do some stuff on the ice. it's obviously people don't like him because of that. But you know, the guy's in his mid thirties now. Not much usually phases him, but um, when he did see that, you know, something just t- ticked him off. I don't. I was trying to see. I don't think he spoke to the media after the game. I think he was out of the locker room pretty quick from what I saw. Yeah, he was. So I, I was trying to see if he said anything about it. Did not. Maybe he'll get asked about it tonight after the Kings game. We'll see. could be old (laughs) old news by then. But, um, yeah, he just probably didn't like that Zegers attempted it. And then so he probably just went over to tell the young kid, like, hey, you know, stop being stupid. The shove was maybe something he probably shouldn't have done. But at the end of the day, you know, no harm, no foul. And I think everyone will just forget about it and. Five, five more minutes I would say
0: <laughs> oh yeah I think the reason people are talking about it is because it's Trevor Zegers because of all the other stuff that he's done earlier this season when he talked about um, Troy Stetcher's non-wife I guess because they're not not—they're not actually married or maybe they are we don't know but you know Zegers some people said he crossed the line because they don't talk about family look um, we've, we've been around hockey for a while I don't know if you've ever played beer league hockey before or like pickup hockey. Um, I've I've heard that chirp before. People chirp about each other's girlfriends and wives almost all the time. I've been down, like on the PA level for years. I've heard worse. <laughs> I've heard much worse. So, while all the Coyotes fans are still saying like, "No, he's just about his dad," no, it it was confirmed it wasn't his dad. It was, you know, who Troy Stetcher is um, with. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still maybe a bit too, does Trevor Zegers need to calm down maybe a little bit right now? Probably. I
1: mean, I mean, I feel bad that, you know, he's such a, he's such a great young talent and, you know, he spent the first couple of years just, doing so much losing so maybe that's getting to him a little bit i think yes. he just, he's just he's probably just really frustrated with how his last couple seasons has gone i don't think it's at a level that you know was that for jack eichel in buffalo when I, he requested out because he was done he hadn't been in the playoffs in about 10 years but you know i think it's at the point where he's just like okay you know i'm tired of doing this on a nightly basis at this point i'm just frustrated
0: that's a good point i mean Any player would be pissed off if they start losing over and over and over and over again, especially in the fashion that the Ducks have, especially given the trajectory that Trevor Zegers had his rookie season when he got benched multiple times, when he got sent down to San Diego his rookie season. And he never really had a chance at a full rookie season last year because, again, beginning of last year, Zegers was still getting benched even even then. So, yeah, Zegris probably should calm down. He has to be careful with what he does, what he says, who he does it against. But at the same time, I could understand to your point, because it's been miserable in Ducksland. There's not been a whole lot of winning, except for the first half of last season. That's been it.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and again, like this just goes back to, <clears throat> I saw a tweet from Adam Gretz last night. He does stuff for Pensburg and a couple other things, and you know, he even said, if I can if I can just find this yeah, I'll, for you.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you find that.
1: No, I, I, I mean, I have it um, right here for you. You know, it's just, you know, the, and he even said, you know, the thing about them being bad is that, you know, do the Ducks front office, do they see them being this freaking bad this year? Because I don't think a team that goes out and signs Frank Petrano, Ryan Strome, John Klingberg – deals two of them are four to five year terms five year five year terms excuse me one's a five one's a three. Oh, oh, oh yeah apologies on that so three it's to five right. years for two of them one one of, those, one of the other one's a prove-it deal i don't think a team a front office of a team goes out and makes those moves and is like oh yeah we're gonna tank this year we're gonna be really bad so i think they're probably t- feeling like total crap right now to be honest it's just and i was asking any about this on my show on friday it's just what really has gone wrong to make them this bad this year?
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of things that have gone wrong. Yeah. Um, and I watch a part of that. I, I know Dallas Eakins was mentioned. Yep. And, you know, An- Annie and I do both agree on that one thing because I think her and I have had a back and forth about Dallas Eakins over the past four years now. Neither of us think that he's going to stick around after this season. I'm still surprised that he got that one-year extension after last season. Dallas Eakins is a big part of what's been wrong with the Ducks for the past four years. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse, Hunter. Mm -hmm. Because you saw how much worse the Ducks are without their lone all-star, Troy Terry. I'm sad you didn't get to see him on this game. Because you've seen how good Troy Terry can be and the fact that he's week-to-week... It's going to be worse. So much worse. And you kind of alluded to this. Where do the Ducks go from here, right? Trade deadline's coming up in 20 days. Yep. When I put it in those terms, it's coming up pretty fast. The <laughs> Ducks are big-time sellers. You mentioned the prove-it deal. So, John Klingberg is trade bait. There was another player that you liked that could be traded, Adam Henrique. So Hunter Hodes from Locked On Penguins, make me an offer. Who do you want? I have mean, been beating this drama on my
1: show. I feel like the last week, you know, a couple of listeners actually mentioned him to me as part of a mailbag segment. I looked into it. They were 100% right. He makes a ton of sense for this team, only 32, 33 years old. Cap it, cap it two years, more years left, $5.8 million, if that sounds correct, J.D. And you're so, talking
0: about Adam Henrique, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. And I think the Ducks, the Penguins will probably ask them to retain some money on that deal. Um, I'm more than willing to give you a high pick for him, a decent prospect, and probably a roster player, like like I the ricard Raquel trade from last season. But You're welcome. Yes. And you know, I'm sure you saw he got that wonderful ovation last night that he very much deserved from the Ducks Faithful there.
0: Oh, um, oh I don't know
1: if they're gonna trade I don't know if they'll trade their first for Henrique. I don't know if they're gonna trade their first in general, but I would because who cares? Um The, the Penguins don't have a lot of prospects outside of Owen Pickering, which I think is probably all who is off limits right now. Um, roster players, though, they could trade a roster player or two off their team to make it work for money. Um, but, again, I just don't really know who is total trade bait on the Penguins in terms of roster players because Ron Hextall has kept saying, I like my team. Well, I'm not, well, he said, he said this last Sunday. On paper, I like my team. But when they play, I don't really like my team that much. And he even also admitted, like, yeah, the bottom six has not been what I envisioned. And it's like, yeah, well, I think everyone saw that coming into the season. So, jones terms of trade bait, you know, <clears throat> Teddy Bluger, maybe, but you can move Ryan Paling over to center. That mm. makes sense. But I don't know if they want to give him up. You know, I don't
0: Jeff know if they'd Carter, want to give him I, up either.
1: Yeah, I would love to give up Jeff Carter, but they're not going to do that. I would be fine with moving on from Brock McGinn because he also has not done a thing since NOM. He started out the season playing well. Can't score to save his life lately. Um, Kasperi Captain, I think I would be open to as well, but they just signed him. I don't think he's going to be moved. They're not going to move anyone from the top six.
0: Okay. All right. They so, like
1: the six that they have. So it's, it's slim pickings here, Jason, is what I am saying. I don't know who they would like to trade off this roster.
0: Okay, so I will just say this. First, I think the Ducks will be more than willing to take on half of Henrik's contract because the Ducks still need to be above the cap floor. Remember that? Remember the cap floor? Re- remember that thing that most teams don't have to worry about? The Ducks are one of... I think only two teams that have to worry about the cap floor because they didn't spend a whole lot of money outside of the players. You said they had to spend that money to get above the cap floor. So they're still like kind of on the edge. So they'll gladly take half of Henrik's contract. That's not a big worry this year or next year. So with that being said, now, now that I've offered you Henrik at half salary, make, make me an offer, make me an offer. I mean, I, I'm good with the first round pick, but what else are you offering you a, as far as can prospects?
1: Give a, can give you a first or second, which one of the two? Well, you know, prospects. Jeez. Again, the Penguins don't have a lot in terms of this. You know, Sam Poulin down, looks very Nathan Ligari, um, I like Colin Hollander. Yeah, I mean,
0: ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know,
1: Tristan Bros. Tristan but I don't know if they'll move. They, they probably could will a deal. I don't know they could it's just again it's slim pickings that's that's what it is here you know it would be kind of similar to the deal you saw you know like the rangers for example they got vladimir tarasenko for kind of peanuts they gave up a first and basically nothing else worth of value yeah you know if you're looking at it like that you know maybe the penguins gave up a first for him plus a mid prospect in the echl from someone from wheeling or another player from and, and look then, what
0: Tarasenko did his first game with New York. Look at that.
1: And then someone equivalent to Sammy Blay in their bottom six. But also, I don't really know if the Penguins th- – their bottom six is bad, but I don't think they have anyone as bad as Sammy Blay. Like that's – and that's saying something.
0: That, so. that is. <laughs> and if I think the good thing
1: – Yeah.
0: I will say the good thing about putting Henrique on the Penguins, Henrique doesn't have to be one of the guys. Henrique, yep. I think at this point in his career, could do very well on the second or third line. He could be an extremely good middle six, and that'll give the Pens so much more depth to put them in line for at least some kind of possible run. Maybe. Yeah,
1: they, I mean, they have to fix their third line. It's easily the biggest weakness on the roster. The three Stanley Cups they've won in this era, they've all had great third lines. I don't have to remind you about HBK and then the cook kennedy line from 2009. Um, they have to get a new third line center. Jeff Carter, with all due respect, cannot do it anymore. He has to nope. shift to wing. You can get someone like Henrik there, put him at center. You can move Carter to wing. You no, know, oh,
0: Kasperi- the vet line.
1: Yeah, maybe put Kasperi campen on your other wing. See how that goes. Maybe you want to move Jason Zucker down. I don't really know if they want to do that. You know, they got to figure something else out for that line. You got to. I mean, I would. I would replace two at least two thirds of it. They probably may only do one-third of it, but they got to bring someone else to that line because right now the fourth line is basically their third line with how it's playing and how it's producing. So that's easily the biggest thing. And they they would, I think, use Henrique as their third line center.
0: All right, so would you be willing to offer your first because of what you just said, because everything else that the Pens are offering is basically peanuts?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would because, again... You know, you're more likely to get someone like like a Sam Hoon in the first round, like a Kasperi Kapanen at that time of that pick, because you know it's just the odds are against you getting a franchise player with that pick. You know, the franchise players, where are they at? Pretty high up, top five, top ten. But once you get you know below number fifteen, stuff like that, it's it's kind of a coin. It's it's I probably a like it coin flip, to be honest. So I don't really care about that first round pick. The moves that you made this summer. That shows that you are all in. I don't care mm-hmm. what you say. I don't care that the GM is going to sit here and say, well, I'm not going to attach the first rounder to shed salary. That's fine. I, I don't mind if you don't do that. But if you're not going to even include it to potentially make a trade, when you said to the whole hockey world that you are all in, that's GM negligence, in my opinion. And the team just had a great game against the Ducks. They had a big comeback against the Avalanche. You know, Yeah, that was a big game. Yes. If they can start turning it around here these next few weeks, it would be hard. I think it would be hard for Hextall to say no to giving up a first, even though I know he doesn't want to because he's been really heavily scouting the NHL draft later this year. He's been watching a lot of prospects lately, it
0: looks like. Yeah, but it would be prudent for Pittsburgh to possibly make some kind of run because as I've said in the past, all you need is a chip in a chair to get in. And you never know what can happen. Because as of right now, Pittsburgh would be facing Carolina in the first round.
1: It's probably... I, funny enough, you say that. Adam, Adam Gretz, out of Pro Hockey Talk in Pittsburgh, he actually did just do the math right now. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, you know... You know, the Penguins have they have four games in hand on the Islanders. They have two games in hand on the Capitals. They have games in hand on the Panthers. Their math is the best right now. Their point production is 98, which would put them six points clear of the Capitals for the seventh spot in the East. Wild card one. People have been asking, oh, can they catch the Rangers? They're seven points back, even with a game in hand. It's probably not going to happen. If they get in, you know you're going to play Boston or you're going to go down to Raleigh and play, the, and play Carolina, a team that – oh. They haven't beaten either
0: of those teams yet this season. Hold on. I'm going to use this pun here. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I don't think they need to worry about catching New York. I think they should worry about catching New Jersey. Because New Jersey has struggled recently. Yeah. I think think New York can overtake the Devils for that two spot in the East. I really think that.
1: It'll be interesting. It's just, you know... The Devils are also, last I checked, and I'm pretty sure this is still true right now, they're 11 points clear of the Penguins. No games in hand. That's a tough ask with 31 But
0: games no left. Hughes. It's no right. Hughes. It is true. I'm it just happens. saying.
1: They've also only gained one out of four points against the Devils in two games this meeting. Two games this year. you got to sweep those two head-to-head. At least you got to sweep the next head-to-head, and I think they have one more after that. I think they played that yep. four times. Um, so you got to do that, and you got to pray that the devils do falter a little bit but right now it's looking if they get in which I do think they will at the end of the day you're going to go down to Raleigh you're going to go up to Boston
0: I would I would think Raleigh at this point
1: yeah it it would the Capitals and they have the games in hand on them but again you got to win those games
0: in hand if nothing else that would be an entertaining as hell series (laughs) Penn oh Penn's Penn's games would be fun
1: we could have had it last year Heck, I lived in Richmond this time last year. The Penguins were one game away from winning that series. I was more than prepared to go buy tickets to go down to Raleigh for a game. So now, of course, I live in, oh, well, I live in Pittsburgh now. It'd be a little bit easier. It would have been a two-and-a-half-hour drive. But it's still a series I've been wanting to see ever since the 2009 Eastern Conference Final. Um, the games this year, people are going to say, well, you know, they struggled. And they did. But I'll also say that they right. were all one-goal games that could have went either way. A lot of them were coin flips, so... You know, that goal goes out the window when the playoffs start. Just saying.
0: So I'm going to write this down. Henrique, 50 retained, first round pick, plus someone else.
1: <laughs> yeah, prospect, roster player to even out the cap if they need to. Something like that. Maybe it's like three different assets. Yep.
0: Yeah. I don't think you want John Klingberg. No. No. At this point, no, I mean, even, even, though Klingberg's, even though Klingberg scored last night... Um, I hate to say this Ducks fans Klingberg probably won't get a first at this rate he probably won't the no, show me deal I has not worked it. out
1: someone's going to get him for maybe a third second no. maybe
0: a second I would say way more likely a second than a third at okay. this point Okay. alright so the Ducks have a game during Super Bowl Sunday by the way I don't know who decided that But the Ducks are playing Vegas. I expect pain, except for the fact that Logan Thompson is now out for Vegas. So this could be a total crapshoot of a game between the Ducks and Vegas Golden Knights. But I still expect Vegas to get like 50 shots on them. That's a terrible prediction to make, but (laughs) that's going to be pain for the Ducks. As far Mm -hmm. as you, you have a game tonight against the Los Angeles Kings of Los Angeles that's sorry sorry that was a jab at the angels there
1: yes that was that was funny yeah 10 30 p.m start time this one should be a lot of fun i even said this on my twitter last night jason you know this should be a bunch of tougher challenge kings have not played even over i don't think they played at all this week i think this was their bye week um it they're was. well rested yeah they're well rested dustin brown's retirement ceremonies tonight they're gonna put his uh I don't, I don't know. Are they putting his jersey up to the Raptors? Okay,
0: so here's what's going on. And I actually have the okay. schedule here um, because of who I am. So they're asking all the fans to be in their seats by 6 p.m. However, there is going to be something outside Staples Center earlier in the day. They're erecting a statue up for Dustin Brown outside of, I can't believe it's on Staples Center. Now, before you face palm. Dustin Brown was the captain for the LA Kings when they won their two Stanley Cups. Alright? I don't expect Dustin Brown to be in the Hall of Fame. So this this is it. This is his moment. If he's not gonna be in the Hall of Fame, they'll at least give him this. You know, he'll get a statue, he'll get his number retired. It's gonna be a whole hour long ceremony, and the reason they're starting it at 6 is that way they can start the game at 7.30. That's why they're asking fans to get their Stupid! O'clock early.
1: I was yeah. I was going to ask about that because people were saying, Jason, oh, this is not going to start until close to eleven p.m. Eastern, but it looks like it's probably not going to do that.
0: No, it, it's it's going to be a seven thirty start time because they're starting the ceremonies oh. so early. And you know what? Like, you know what? Good for him. I mean, Dustin Brown is a franchise player. He was with the team for his entire career. He deserves to get his number of retired statue. I mean. You know, stat you know what? I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the statue because he was there for the whole time. Just like I'm of the opinion because I've always loved El Capitan. I would be okay if the ducks put a statue for Ryan Getzloff. Plus the top of that statue would be really shiny. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying. That was that was mean. No, I, I love I love Ryan Getzloff. Like I love El Capitan. Like if any recent Ducks player should get a statue up, it should be Ryan Getzloff, who again spent his entire career with one team. And to go back to Pittsburgh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see maybe a tri statue of the big three in Pittsburgh one day.
1: That would be cool. That would be a lot of fun if they put that out there. Like somewhere, wouldn't be near where Marios is, but maybe somewhere you know, down near the People's Gate or something like that. But, you know, they're, they're going to have their fun moment um, as well. But, you know, this should be a fun game. The Kings are very good. They're deep. They're quick. They have good underlying numbers. Their top six is very nasty with Byfield, Kopitar, Kempe on their top line. They can run to note on their second line with Arvids and Follow. They have freaking Kevin Field wow. as a third liner. They great luxury to have because he has been awesome this season. He was great with Minnesota. you know. Then defensively, Drew Dowdy, Mikey Anderson, Sean Derzy, Matt Raw, Alex Edler, who is still somehow in the league, even though he's very old at this point. Um, and then they can also start um, – well, I think it'll probably be Jonathan Quick tonight. I no,
0: no, no, no. Uh, actually, Jonathan. you know what? It might be Jonathan Quick because it's a special night, because it is yeah. a ceremony night. They might start Jonathan Quick, but Phoenix Copley just got a one-year extension with the Los Angeles Kings. One year, one and a half million, I think. And Copley has been the hot goalie, so they might start Phoenix Copley on this game. And give Jonathan Quick the night off, that way Quick can take part in the ceremonies.
1: That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, that that would actually be intriguing, because I didn't know Copley was having that good of a year. Um, to be honest, so I've been under the impression that Quick will start, but we'll have to see but you know, this is, it's so tough because the Penguins, they just played last night I don't think they exerted too much energy but you're also going up against no. a team that hasn't played in a week
0: that's so stupid of you to say, but it's so true I know they shot the puck 59 times, yet they didn't put all their energy in the game <laughs> oh my god, the Ducks are terrible <laughs> when you put it also- in those terms, it's even worse, man
1: I know. I just it's so <laughs> whack, but you know the Penguins. You know, they usually struggle a lot in the second half of back to backs. They have not been good in those games. I think they've only won one or two games on the second half of back to back this season. Like the the one win was against Chicago, who obviously is really bad. Um, yeah. But that it's just that's going to be to be tough for that reason. Um, the legs may not be for as fresh. Goaltending, I'm curious to see what Mike Sullivan does. Casey I'm does curious it.
0: to uh, see what Todd McClellan does.
1: Yeah, I mean, me, me too. From from Penguins' perspective, though, DeSmith only saw twenty, not even 30 shots last night. Didn't get a lot of workload. Could he go De back? DeSmith
0: relaxed. He relaxed. He kind of let in that third goal. There was four minutes left. Get, throw John Klink. That, that's what I thought when I saw that goal. My first thought was, I let him have that. I legit said that out loud. Like, he let him have that one. <laughs> because DeSmith would stop that 99% of the time. Like, throw him a bone.
1: Garbage time. Love, love me some garbage time goals. I mean, they could go to Dustin Tokarski, but Tristan Jari, not ready just yet. He should be good by Tuesday. They're going to give him another night off. Um, he'll be back next week, Tuesday or, Saturday, or Friday against the Islanders. Um, but, you know, wouldn't be surprised either way if they go back to De Smith or if they give uh, Tokarski the start. It's just, I look at this as almost like a scheduled loss in quotation marks because you're playing a really good team.
0: No, but, I'll, I'll give a, not a score prediction, but I'll give a slight prediction. I think this one goes late, late nights. Okay. I'm I'm implying that it's going to go extra at Staples yeah.
1: What, Center. Yeah, would be great for the Penguins if they can get a point, at least a point out of this. You know, they, they already got the two against the Ducks. If they can get a point out of this at least and then beat the Sharks, I think that I consider that a very good California road trip.
0: Yeah, I remember back in the, day when the California gauntlet was alive and well, and everyone was afraid to go through California. I, God, I, I miss, God, I missed those days. I really do. Let me dream about that for a second. Uh, 2014, 2015, 2016. Okay. I'm done dreaming about that. Even
1: <laughs> even, even uh, before then, 2012, 2013, those years. Um, yeah, even my dog, he remembers those. And yeah. Remembers, back, well,
0: remembers back when the ducks were winning divisions. Man, I'm going to get pains thinking about that. So we're going to wrap up right now. But let the fine folks know where they can find you, where they can find your work and all that jazz.
1: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. The show's Twitter is at L.O.N.S.O.R. Penguins. You can find the show wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, um, Amazon, well, Amazon. Yeah, Amazon now, because we are ad free on there. Um, and all of that good jazz, and yeah, she'll be a good one against the Kings tonight. Penguins, I think, got to keep some things simple, don't try to force too much. They're gonna have some tired legs and see if they can get good goaltending and see if they can get um, another win tonight. But I'll do say, ask the same for you, JD. Where can everyone find you in the show?
0: Well, they can find the show wherever podcasts are available, like Hunter just said. All the places that Hunter just said, you can find mine as well. Just type in locked on Anaheim Ducks because. There's that Pac-12 team in there as well. Not them. Locked on Anaheim Ducks. The show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. And you could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD, where I talk about anything under the sun. And I guess it's no secret now, like I've told everyone, I'm now the public address for the Ontario Junior Reign, Empire Strikers, and now the Coachella Valley Firebirds. So, the voice of the valley, as yes. it were. Hopefully y'all come down and visit me at some point when the Coachella Valley Firebirds make a deep run at the Calder Cup, playing into June. Hey, you'd like you'd like Palm Springs in April?
1: I do want to check
0: that out. It's it's nice. You know what the temperature is in Palm Springs right now? What? Sixty-five degrees. More than it is here. Yeah, what is it over there, buddy? Cold, right? Too cold. I'm the invite is open for anyone to come down to Palm Springs. Fun time. Perfect. All right. Um, Once again, thank you for your support and thanks for coming on Hunter. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thank you for coming on mine as well. Appreciate it.
0: On behalf of Hunter and myself for locked on pens, locked on ducks. That's Hunter. I'm Jason saying, have a great rest of the weekend. Uh, Please be kind to one another and ducks and ducks fly together. Penguins don't fly. Do they? They waddle. Have a good weekend, everyone.